the Snakebird Podcast. My name's Josh. And I'm Steve. Together we invite you to join us as we explore the mysteries of Scripture, the realm of God, and freedom through Christ. So spread out your wings. And slither in place. Because this is Snakebird. Hey, welcome listeners. We're glad you're joining us today as we embark on a brand new thing known as the Snakebird Podcast. This podcast is where our heart and goal is to discuss all things topical, all things scriptural, and all things relevant, looking at them through the lens of a snakebird. But in order to do that, we have to figure out what that entails. What does that mean? Why are we talking about this? What does it have to do with you, the listener? And whether you believe or don't believe, why, or, or you're just still seeking, why should you spend your valuable time on this? What do you think about that, Steve? Well, I think it's fantastic, and I can only imagine that everyone listening is wondering, what in the world is a snake bird? What is that, Josh? Well, it's pretty much my favorite animal. It's like a liger, <laughs> like a lion. No, it's two things together. All right, enough Napoleon references, which I guarantee that won't be my last one. But a snake bird is something that Jesus calls us to be. And you're going, wait, I read the Bible. I don't see that. It's actually found in Matthew 10, 16. It says in the New King James Version, Behold, I send you out as sheep among wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And as we look at that verse and we boil it down to its bare essentials, what Jesus is saying is, I want you to be a snake bird, wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. And it's so important that we we look at this deeper because today we seem to have people that are a snake or a bird. There's not a very good balance of the two. You know, people who are super gentle and accepting of everything, and then we've got the snake that's just uh, quick to strike constantly, and uh, neither are effective if by themselves. No, it, it, it only comes out in that balance where we find that people are not only um, wise and gentle, but tough-minded while being tender-hearted. Mm-hmm. And we have to have that if we're going to be sheep amongst wolves. That's right, because this world is insane. Yes. We realize that it's going crazier every day. And not to criticize, we just realize that as we get further along and things degrade more than they as they do, we need to be um, sticking to Scripture and we need to be walking in wisdom more than ever. And the only way we can do that is through what Jesus has told us to do. Yeah. Now, I find it fascinating when we talk about what is a snake bird as we kind of break down the analogy. We first want to deal with the snake. And uh, people may not know this out there, but um, you have something in co- or special that you have going on with snakes. <laughs> yes. Uh... <laughs> that sounds weird, but <laughs> let's just say that again. What do you do with snakes, Stephen? Well, um, it is quite odd to, to most people, but I, I do raise snakes, and I'm by no means an expert, but there's some interesting things that uh, I have noticed about snakes, and one is they don't make any unnecessary moves. They're very calculated in what they do, and they are opportunistic feeders, meaning that they never know when their next meal may be, so they strike whenever they see the getting's good. So it's interesting when Jesus tells us to be wise as a snake, we should take note of the snake. When it's time to play offense, we should be calculated, strike where it counts, and do things with reason. 
Yeah, and we keep saying snake because that is what a serpent is. But I find it interesting that Jesus says serpent. And when you look, of course, what some of the things that could describe a serpent, you say like cunning or artful. And if you've had any scripture or any uh, history with scripture at all, you hear the word serpent and usually bells start ringing in your mind because it should remind you of really one major thing. What would that be? Well, it would be Satan in Genesis for one. For real, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of scratching my head going, okay, um, it's interesting that when Jesus says, I'm sending you out into this world, this verse in context is talking about um, walking wisely, um, avoiding persecution or facing persecution. Not only is he speaking to his disciples then, but we know that God doesn't mince words, so he's not only speaking to them, but he's looking forward to what we're going to be experiencing, and he's speaking to us. So he says, hey, I want you to be wise like a serpent. And I can only imagine that he's saying, we know that the devil is crafty. He's cunning. He uses crazy amounts of strategy. And it's when you study that strategy, not necessarily to employ it to destroy people, but when you study that strategy, you can come away with a lot of wisdom on how you're supposed to walk in this world. That's true. That's true. And it's, you know, it is odd that Jesus would tell us to be like a a serpent or a snake because uh, you think of, you know, you brood of vipers, Jesus said to the uh, religious leaders. It's people put a uh, negative connotation to these these sort of things. Yeah. Or to the snake, I'm sorry. For as long as we've been thinking about this and praying about this, I've been dwelling on, is there any other animal that he could have said? Yeah. You know, because of course we see that... Um, lions are used in scripture, but the devil is like a roaring lion. Mm -hmm. We see even in like the Song of Solomon, it talks about foxes. But again, it's really crazy how this analogy boils down because you look at the foxes, they're usually in scripture used um, to to talk about deceiving people or, or stealing from people. Whereas the snake, while it is about deception, it's also about defending itself. It's usually about um, kind of not the quick to strike. It's usually striking as its last ditch effort. That's true. And it's one of those things where um, looking at what God says, all we can do is is, um, take and extrapolate from that going, hey, what is he trying to say through this? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I think it's important to note that there's going to be two types of wisdom. And I think the type of wisdom... Jesus wants us to to discover in the snake is um, godly wisdom. And it's interesting, when I was in my early 20s, I was recommended a book called 48 Laws of Power. And this book was so, it was twisted because it was all about um, climbing the ladder by by um, manipulation and just climbing uh, over everyone you could to get what you wanted. And that's a lot of times what the world sees as wisdom. This other type of wisdom, this godly wisdom that I think Jesus is trying uh, to get us to discover through the snake would be, um, much different, but, you know, it wins out in the end. The world, you know, thinks the nice guy finishes last, but that's actually not true. Not at all. Um, it sounds like such an oxymoron, but we've seen it in so many cases where the last shall be first and the first shall be last. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that only applies to biblical principles or to the kingdom principle of heaven. It applies here on earth and and what we're going through and what we see. And so, okay, 
we talked about the serpent. We talked about being cunning. We talked about using wisdom. We talked about kind of the contrast between carnal wisdom and spiritual wisdom. We know that some people out there are just smart, but there's more to it than that. There is that spiritual wisdom that has to be applied. Um, now let's go to the other side of things. Let's talk about the bird. Yep. The bird is definitely much different than the snake. That's that's definitely for sure. Um, they're so gentle, you know, they can be hurt or taken advantage of um, quite easily, but it's important to have a gentle way about you because I think you're going to make more of a positive impact on other people being gentle like a bird rather than wise like a snake. I actually heard a, a wise man say once that people will not remember what you do nearly as much as how you make them feel. And I believe that feel part is done uh, much better as a bird. Yeah, I can attest to that in so many situations where maybe you can't necessarily directly help somebody, but maybe it's the compassionate ear that you provide mm -hmm. that shows them that while you may not be able to affect their situation, you care. And that shows birdness, yeah. <laughs> you know, to use a word that doesn't exist. Um, I was thinking of, of course, the dove. Yeah. Because... On the one hand, we talked about how the serpent represents Satan. And then dove, again, if you have any biblical background, your bells are going off. What does that represent? That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite stories is, of course, John the Baptist arguing with Jesus about whether he'll baptize him. And then Jesus is like, you have to do this for me. And John submits, and as he dunks our Savior and he comes out of the water, all of a sudden the clouds part open and a voice comes from heaven and the Holy Spirit descends like a dove. Yeah. And so it's this crazy contrast of on one side, God says you need to be wise as serpents, again that word, and then he says you need to be gentle as doves. It's like this perfect balance between the strategy of Satan and the the compassion and the effectiveness of the Holy Spirit, the the part of the triune God. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's it's interesting. Um, in James chapter three, uh, it basically says, before we can be wise, we must first be gentle. It says uh, in verse seventeen, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering without hypocrisy. And I found that fascinating that in order to get to the wisdom, you have to first be gentle. And it's a balance for sure. But I mean, you've got to have this gentle way about you. Yes. And all of this, the whole podcast, everything that goes from this point forward is all going to be about how we operate as Christians or as seekers in this world, whether you're listening and this is your first time going, hey, I, I'm a full-on believer. I, The Bible says it, so I believe it. But maybe you're on the other side of the coin and you're saying, hey, I'm just seeking. And I, I found this podcast, Only God Knows How. And you're saying, what are you all talking about? We believe that this is an effective recipe for walking wisely in life because when we approach things, whether it's scriptural or whether it's um, just uh, out there and secular, we want to have snake intelligence and dove innocence. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's a perfect way to put it. I mean, that's what we want to do is we want to put things through that filter because we feel like that's a way to walk victorious in this life, especially with everything that gets thrown at us on a daily basis. Yeah, so true.
Um, okay, so we've talked about the snake. We've talked about the bird. I'd like to bring up maybe some examples of, or some biblical examples of snake birds in the Bible. Do you have any off the top of your head? Well, I'm just going to go straight for the jugular here and say Jesus. Yes. He was the ultimate snake bird. He was. Yeah. He was. So many different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and almost, I mean, you kind of went to the echelon there. <laughs> Indubitably. We didn't, we didn't build up to that one. <laughs> yes. Uh, because, I like to drop the bottom line and then work backwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, no one in scripture is more snake birdy and again a makeup word but yeah. than jesus no i mean when he flipped the tables in righteous anger when when he saw the money changers you know just in the temple for the money um and then the countless um uh, every time jesus touched a leper uh when he was with the children he was even on the cross more uh concerned in that moment that God be gentle to those who knew not what they did. I mean, he had that that perfect balance. Yeah, he would walk into a situation where people would hate his guts, and he would deal with them with wisdom, and he would deal with them not, again, never never angry to the point of sin, never um, judging them, always to the point of correction, always to the point of trying to win them, yeah. always to the point of saying, hey, I'm going to call you out for what I see is wrong in an effort to to essentially pull them back from the edge like the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. And then he would walk into situations where somebody was just on their face um, in sin. Like maybe let's talk about the situation in John chapter 8 where, you know, all these Pharisees had caught this woman um, in the act of adultery and they were going to stone her. And me... I'd be going around trying to knock the rocks out of their hands or I'd be, you know, on my face pleading for her, her rescue or whatever it is. You know what Jesus does in the ultimate snake bird fashion? Just stoops down and starts to ride on the ground. Yeah. And every single one of them from the oldest to the youngest started to drop their rocks. Yeah. And then looking at her in a spirit of gentleness, he says, where are your accusers? And she's, she's like, I don't see him anymore. And he says, neither do I accuse you. Go your way and sin no more. Yeah. And I mean, we, we all know how, you know, crowds, mobs can be a very fickle thing. Yes. I mean, and for Jesus to diffuse situations, the only way he could have pulled that off is with this balance of snake birdiness. Yeah. Velvet steel. Yeah. I mean, completely soft to those that need it and then completely hard on the other hand. Yeah. Um, I think of one of my favorite uh, references is I call them the lightning rounds. You you can find them in like Matthew 21 or Mark 12 or even Luke chapter 20. There's various groups who oppose Jesus that come and they start asking him these questions that a normal person walking in carnal wisdom could never get out of. And they come and they ask him the silliest things, things that I think, honestly, they were probably sitting in their rooms going, uh, we could, we ask him this, there's no way he'll ever get out of it. Like, yeah. should we pay taxes? You know, because of course, um, for him as a religious leader, you know, he could anger people. Yeah. And, and then he goes, well, let me see a coin. And he's like, whose image is on the coin? Caesar's. He's like, well, render under Caesar what is Caesar's, but render under God what is God's. And then I, one of my favorite ones is when they come to him and they say, so who do you baptize? Whose authority do you baptize under? Do yeah. you baptize under the authority of John or do you, or whose, whose authority does John baptize under? Under the authority of, of God or under the authority of himself? And he knows exactly what he's supposed to say. 
and they leave going, oh my gosh, we can't say anything against this guy. Yeah, he was he uh, he was so wise with uh, you know that snake mentality, but he said it in a gentle way. He would diffuse any trickery that they mustered up with a balance of the perfect formula to just shut it exactly. down. Exactly. Never a personal attack. Yeah. Never like saying, well, your mom or something exactly. like that, you know, which is what, <laughs> you know, we might do in, in yeah. not in wisdom, yeah. not walking as a snake bird. <laughs> well, I was thinking of some Old Testament ref- references. I was thinking of Daniel. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy whose situation got turned so far upside down as a teenager taken out of his home, forced to basically attend Babylon U and change his whole way of life. But instead of saying, I'm going to, I'm going to forsake everything I've ever known. He purposed in his heart in a spirit of wisdom, in a spirit of gentleness to say, I'm going to ask nicely if I can follow the way that my, my ancestors would walk. And can I eat these foods and see, test me. And then, I mean, time after time, whether it was um, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being thrown into a fiery furnace, or whether it was Daniel saying, you can't pray uh, publicly anymore, otherwise you're going to be thrown into a lion's den. Guess what he chose? He chose the lions. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's oftentimes life people make it sound like it's black and white, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of gray that we have to navigate. We do. And I think being a snake bird is what what can really um, give us the tools we need to navigate that gray. Like you said with Daniel, should I eat this? Should I do this? To be able to navigate correctly and righteously, we have to have the snake bird. Yeah. Um, balance. I had a couple more examples. I didn't want to leave out the ladies. (laughs) Uh, I was thinking of Esther. I mean... Esther's, her situation, Esther's, I, 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 yeah, there's a Nacho, um, Nacho Libre uh, reference in there if you look for it. Oh, that's Um, great. Esther, she had to walk in wisdom and in gentleness. I mean, you think about um, having to go before the king and then even the way that she dealt with Haman, Mm -hmm. where she could have just come right out not in a spirit of gentleness, but just like, you're trying to kill my people. And, you know, and yet she walked in wisdom and she walked in gentleness to the point where God was able to deliver the whole nation of Israel through her actions. Yeah, that's good. And then Deborah, one of my favorite judges, um, Barak, Barak, however you say it, came to her and was like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, well, follow these instructions. And and he goes, well, I'm afraid. And she goes, well, because you didn't do what I said, deliverance isn't going to come through your hand. It's going to come through the hands of a woman. And we realized that it came through Yael, which was pretty stinking sick because she drove a a tent peg through a dude's skull. So that's, yeah. <laughs> she, she, she pulled out snake right there. <laughs> yeah. And then she, I mean, yeah, that yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. So my last example is Paul. And, and I, I reference Paul because he, um, Jesus, of course, is the son of God. But we can also relate to Paul where he was such an insolent man, he calls himself. And he walked in such a, a vicious way um, to the point of destroying Christians, uh, consenting to their deaths, even possibly being the one that's um, carrying out these sentences. We don't know to that extent. But then look at what happened after he was converted. Yeah. You know, Paul, he was all snake. 
And if you're all snake or all dove, either one, you're not going to be effective. And Paul was all snake. And I think when it's it's very intriguing that when you encounter God like Paul did, you start to head towards that balance. Yeah. And that's what happened with Paul. So amazing. I mean, the 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 laser-like and lawyer-like precision that he started to write those epistles with, yeah. where he still had to confront people. He still had to walk in wisdom saying, hey, um, Corinthians, I know that you're getting off track. And what he was saying was, he's not trying to hurt you. He was trying to help you. Yeah. And, and it was so neat to see that, that this man, whom God had changed so much, was able to to um, act like a snake bird in that. And it was just, it's amazing to see. It really is. It is. So there's so many, there's so many examples in scripture. Those are some of my favorite. Yeah. So, okay, let me ask you this. If we could take away uh, three things about being a snake bird, because that's going to set the pace for this whole podcast, this whole ministry that we're doing, um, what would you say uh, would be one of them? Well, on the snaky side, I would say um, practice godly wisdom. Godly wisdom, and you can um, you can find wisdom in God's word. You can read the Proverbs. You can uh, you can you can find that and dissect that throughout God's word. So I'd say number one to be practice godly wisdom. Yeah, yeah, indubitably. Yep. Or amen. Let me say that. <laughs> I said I'm going to sneak that word into what this does podcast. That mean? <laughs> so number one, practice godly wisdom. If you need inspiration, read the Psalms. I love that. Um, number two, I would say is walk in the power of the Holy Spirit because you realize that one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is gentleness. Yeah. And so we want to apply those things. We want to apply wisdom, the snake aspect of it, but we also want to apply. Um, gentleness to it, the harmlessness of it on the on the flip side. And I would say that that would lead us to number three, which would be a healthy balance of those two. Um, you know, um, listener, if you are more of a snake or more of a bird, we, all of us lean one way or the other. And I, uh, I encourage you, look down deep in yourself and, and you know what you are and strive for the other through... Um, through prayer, through seeking God's word, and 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 try to maintain this balance by walking in the spirit of of snake and bird, because you're you're not going to be effective if you're one or the other. You've got to maintain that balance. And so we encourage you, we encourage you to practice godly wisdom, to walk in the Holy Spirit, and figure out that middle ground between the two. Mm-hmm. Amen. Snake intelligence, dove innocence. Yep, there it is. We're so glad that you've joined us, and I encourage you, if you can, please subscribe to this podcast and take this journey with us to explore what it means to be a snake bird and how we hope and feel that it will grow uh, the fundamental foundation of your faith. And and if you're out there and you're still just seeking, and uh, we pray that this will open a door to a conversation about who Jesus is and who he was and and or who he is because he's not just he was he is he was he is and he still will be because what does his life death and burial and resurrection signify we want to discover all of those things yeah. as we walk together through this podcast so please hit that subscribe button we're going to be trying to release episodes um every week yep. probably on Tuesdays so you want to listen for that it's going to be 
awesome. Uh, we encourage you, if you'd like to connect with us, you can uh, follow us on Facebook. We're, we're on Facebook right now. You can also uh, email us at connect at basnakebird.com. Let me say that email one more time. The word connect at basnakebird.com. We, we desire to hear your feedback, um, some of the topics you'd like to, to share with us or you'd like us to talk about. And then if you have anything um, that you'd like to say, you know, we're going to be listening and, and we'll try to respond if we can. Whatever it is, um, this is not a one-way street. It's, it's a dialogue. So please... Uh, hit us back. Yeah, by all means. If you if you have topics you want us to address, um, if you, you might not even be a believer, reach out to us. We want to uh, we want to keep this this discussion going um, from all different angles, so we can move forward. Because that's what we that that is our um, our goal here at Snakebird Podcast. That's right. We want to do um, some things that are fundamental to faith, and then we want to do some things that maybe are are deeper and less talked about. So. Uh, We're going to be getting to that as we keep going. So, always remember, whatever you do, wherever you go, no matter what life throws at you, there's never been a better time to follow the words of Jesus. And be a a snake snake bird. bird.